Welcome into 10 Minute Warning. My name's Ian. And I'm Harrison. And we're about to do a trivia question. Ready? Okay. Through last night's game, that would have been Monday night. We're filming this on Tuesday night. There have been 29 double digit comeback wins in the NFL this season. That includes three teams this week. Can you name one? According to a certain site, that's the second most through nine weeks in NFL history. So the winner would have had to been this week. Three teams did it this week. Okay. A double-digit comeback win. Double-digit comeback win. So at least 10-point comeback win. Didn't the Patriots come back? Good. Bonus points if you get the other two. Um, hmm. Two more teams. I'll give you a hint. They're both playoff teams to me, like... Not a waffling playoff team either. What was the deficit they had to come back from? Double digit. Okay, one was the Steelers. Okay, and then the Chiefs. Welcome into 10 Minute Warning. This is a podcast that you can also see on video. We're available on Spotify iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, Google. All the best places. I could list. I could go on and on. Yeah, but it, then probably stop pretty soon. Though. People would stop watching or listening. Yeah, yeah. So um, I decided to wear the Broncos jersey this week, and you might be thinking to yourself, "Why mm-hmm. they didn't win?" <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a true fan. I, well, I'm a true fan. Yeah. We've been doing a sports podcast with video for too long, where no one wears a jersey. Yeah. And three, the Broncos have so many people hurt that I just wanted to wear my Von Miller jersey and think of better times. Maybe they'll mistake you for a player and let you play. At this rate, <laughs> yeah, Possibly. then I'll get hurt, though. Well, the rest of them got hurt. Why is wouldn't it worth I? it? Uh, the opportunity to play as an actual Denver Bronco, even if it meant injury. No, yeah, that's totally worth it. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd take it any day of the week. I've never even done rehab. Like, you know, you got to live your life. I got to try that out. Exactly. I got to get to rehab at some new point. New experiences. Branch out. Yeah. Try a whole new world. A whole new world. So do we have any news before we get started with the rundown? Yeah, some pretty big news broke today. Whoa! Big news? Yeah, so... Wait, it's not about... Is it? No. Okay. It's not about... Thank goodness. Yeah. So, well, I guess it does have a little bit to do with... But it's not about. Okay, go on. So the NFL commissioners announced today that they, if the season for some reason is not able to play into the full 18 games, or the the 18th week is reserved for COVID game makeups. Yeah, they're going to expand the playoffs. Okay, wait. So they already expanded the playoffs before the season started to 14 teams. Correct. So what's it going to now? 16. 16 teams. Yeah. And that's, but that's if they have to cancel a game, that's, right? That's just option number three for them. So their backup okay. plan right now is currently in action and that's going to be week 18. And if for some reason week 18 or another week's not able to happen, then we go into expanding the playoffs. Okay. <clears throat> so what you're saying is, let me just take this in for a second. What you're telling me is basically COVID-19 is taking the NFL, which had, oh, I said it. You said so you're it. saying 19 has taken. <laughs> I think 19's part of the name too. I don't know. Maybe people would know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but so you're saying 19 has really taken the NFL playoff, which used to be very unique for how hard it was to get in. Right. And expanded it to the sides of the NBA playoff that people complain about. 
because why even watch the regular season if 50% of the league is going to get in? Correct. But we were just talking about the state of the Broncos, and frankly, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, this opens up a huge window for if your team can win some more games, they might be that eighth team in the, their division. Get a healthy O-line and just get some runners ready for December and January and see what you can do. Yeah, make a run for it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally I mean, make I mean, a run for the it. The Panthers, are they've only won three games, but they go on a hot streak. They can make that. I mean, it's really easy for some teams that had zero chance this year to make the playoffs to now possibly get in. That might be the next time that the Panthers actually have Christian McCaffrey for more than one game. That's true. I mean, he, he did look pretty good coming back. But now he's hurt again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. That's true. And, like, as we've talked about on this podcast before with Saquon Barkley last year, we don't we don't expect Christian McCaffrey to be 100% the rest of the year, really. No, no. High ankle sprains are just something that are you might as well have broken your ankle. It's just harder for – I see other positions come back from it easy. Mm-hmm. It's the running back position and a high ankle sprain. Because you're constantly using with your juking with ankles and all that. So. so you're just bouncing off it and left and right. And yeah. so what was wasn't there another part of that NFL announcement? So the owners voted on this playoff expansion. Right. Pl- plausible. And that's if any game gets canceled. Any game. Well, yeah, it causes week 18 to get messed up. Okay. So if, if any game gone, boom. More teams. All right, so what is the second part of the proposal? There'll be no seeding. Oh, okay. So so they won't reseed. Yeah, they won't reseed. So, I mean, you could have – I'm not good with my numbers, but it's not going to be the best team plays the worst team the whole playoffs. Right, it's going to be – they're going to be put into a tree, and it's going to be like a bracket. Right. That would be weird. This would all be very weird. Mm-hmm. Easy for first-time playoff watchers to figure out, though. Yeah. You just look at the graphic and go, oh, there it goes. Just like college basketball. Yep, exactly. And so they also made a uh, minority announcement, right? Yeah, so if a team, like, I guess sends off, but another team hires one of their minority coaches, they would get in return a most likely late third-round pick, but... That's a pretty big announcement. I mean, yeah, it said compensation for sending off minority coaches to other teams for head coaching jobs. Yeah, so it's like if if you coach up a minority coach and they get a job on another team, you get rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's two third round picks if you develop coaches and executives of color. Oh, two! Wow, two third round picks incentives to reward teams with draft pick compensation. That's that's huge. Yeah, so two late round picks and. This rule got passed at the perfect time for Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. who I already think was the number one coaching candidate. I mean, we have to see what jobs open up, but how do you not see Eric Bieniemy with Deshaun Watson in Texas right now, like right. the Texans? Yeah, he'd be a perfect fit. Or, or once we get around to the Jets here in a second, well, I'll sure. give you plenty of reasons why they could be having a new head coach along with everything else. Yeah. So let's get on with the let's get on with the rundown. Okay. Um, our first game up on the slate: Colts Titans. Colts uh, Titans. Now we're doing this podcast earlier in the week than we usually would. You'd usually hear this on Thursday. The lines are a little bit fleshed out more. Like mm-hmm. by Thursday, it's Tuesday. So this is more of where the line is opening. Yep. And we're going to tell you about where it's opening, and then you have to do the research from there on where it's gone. But basically, the Titans are a two-point favorite currently. It opened at one, so it's already moved up a point. That means people are starting to put money on the Colts. Yeah, I can see that being a divisional game. 
Being a divisional game, and would uh, would you believe it if I told you the Colts are only one win behind the Titans? I believe it. The Titans got a hot start, but they've dropped a couple. I mean, they're six and two. Colts are five and three. Division game, it is in Tennessee, but two point spread, forty eight point five over under. Like they're not. It's it's projected to be a slugfest. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the running backs. I think, without a doubt. I mean, Derrick Henry. And then you have the whole running back room of the Colts because they have like four guys on that team that can run the ball. They got four teams. And they got like four guys, and they won't let Jonathan Taylor run enough for yeah. me. <laughs> I just want Jonathan Taylor to run. That's all I want. And the second half of this game this week, Jordan Wilkins got more carries. Yeah. Last week, it was this whole mystery of is he hurt, is he not hurt. This time, it's like you're just giving Jordan Wilkins some run. And luckily for me and other Jordan Taylor fantasy owners, he didn't do anything with it this in this last game. Yeah. Two games ago, he was looking pretty good. Last game, not so much. Teams need to realize this. And I think they do, but sometimes they just let guys in the locker room, you know, they want to give them a shot. Mm-hmm. When you're a Tony Pollard, when you're an Alexander Madison, when you're one of these secondary guys who comes out on gadget plays or like comes out on plays where they're not expecting a run and then you get to go against a soft defense. Yeah. And then you step into that main role. Um, I mean, Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon are the worst example because somehow Giovanni, when Joe Mixon's gone, is good. But when Joe Mixon is there, they don't let him get on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Taylor was handling the load better. Wilkins, he takes over that load. You're not going to get the same value. Dalvin Cook proved that. Right. I mean, in the best way. Dalvin Cook's one of, like, what, three running backs you can play this year in fantasy? Yeah, because all the others are injured. In fact, this is even a trivia question. Just This is the state of fantasy football running backs right now in the 2020 COVID year. Okay. We are on the second half of the season now. We're going into the second half of the season, right? Right. The fourth scoring, the fourth highest scoring running back last week was J.D. McKissick. On, on the Washington football team, who that's, put up that's a lot, he put up sixteen. Wow, that's the fourth highest. Wow. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. It's I mean, you're just trying to find a guy with a pulse. Derrick Henry was below that, bringing me back to my point. Six points, I think, six or eight points on on a ESPN PPR scoring. Yeah, you got to have more out of him. Now it was a lo- it was a tough matchup last week, a lot tougher than this week. Right. I expect Derrick Henry to get right. And to be a better running back than all of the Colts guys combined. What do you think? Yeah, Derrick Henry doesn't really seem like the guy to allow himself to play bad two weeks in a row. Yeah. And so he just doesn't do it usually. Yeah, he just doesn't do it. So I have the Titans in this one. Uh, and I think they'll cover the three points. Do you think it matters the fact that the Titans give up a lot of – their corners are not good. Right. And the Colts have no – they have T.Y. Hilton, but they don't. So the Colts don't have a guy that they're actually throwing to all the time. Phillip is still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. He is spreading that ball around. That makes me think the Colts have a really good shot to put up some points in this one, though. So I don't know. I mean, this could be a sneaky play. I'm be. I'm still going to take the Titans to get right and the yeah. Colts to be a bit too big for their britches. But That's how I am, too. I think Phillip Rivers will get rocked. Yeah, so we're both on the Titans. That's an early game. And that brings us to... Our second trivia question. All right, bring it on. I'm feeling good today. You feeling good about it? Yeah. Why? I don't know. 
<laughs> Just trying to be ho- hopeful over here. Okay. Tom Brady lost to the Saints again. Yes. In very embarrassing fashion. It's the first time in his NFL career that Brady has been swept in a regular season by a divisional opponent. Ever. Ever. And if you're talking about Tom Brady, that's a much longer time. Yeah. (laughs) If you include playoffs, though, Brady has lost twice in a season to one divisional foe one time. I won't make you tell me which year it is, but which of his former divisional foes actually beat Brady twice in a season, including playoffs. Now, they didn't sweep him, but they beat him twice in a season because this team also made the playoffs. Okay, not feeling as confident anymore. (laughs) Well, you know his division. That makes it multiple choice. Is it his his current division or his old division? Oh, it's just overall. No, it's happened once before this season. Yes, it has to be. Uh, The only team that I remember... Yeah. The only team I remember really making the playoffs was the Jets. That's the 2010 Jets. Yeah. Those Mark AFC Sanchez. Championship Jets. Yes. Mark Sanchez. And with Rex Ryan. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the only team from that division I can remember making the playoffs. I thought I might have thrown you off with maybe the Bills in the past two years or maybe the Dolphins, the wild card year. The wild card year. Yeah. No. Or no, wild card. What am I saying? The Wildcat. Oh, okay. Wow. The yeah. Wildcat. Remember that? Yeah, I knew it wasn't the Bills because I knew it hadn't happened recently. Like, this loss couldn't have happened. If it was going to happen this year, though, it'd be the Bills, probably. Yeah, exactly. But Tom Brady's been to so many Super Bowls lately. Yeah. Before he moved on to the Buccaneers. That so, I just, yeah. It had to be the Jets. So that brings us to our next, uh, our next matchup of the Washington football team and the Lions. Yeah, this will be a. I think this will be a pretty good game for considering how equal the teams are. Oh yeah, I mean, three win Lions, two win football team. Now this is Alex Smith's first start mm-hmm. since November eighteenth of twenty eighteen mm-hmm. when he got that gruesome leg injury. This game is going to happen on November fifteenth, twenty twenty. Almost two years to the day since we saw Alex Smith start a game. Now he's played. This was him starting a game. Um, Do you have confidence that Alex Smith is going to bring fresh energy to this team and win? Or do you think that the Lions are – it's in Detroit. Yeah, I have to still go with the Lions. Alex Smith, I mean, it's not even Alex Smith. It's just the team as a whole I don't have faith in. Yeah. I mean, they came off playing the Giants last week and got beat. I just don't think they have confidence right now. They don't have it figured out in Washington. Yeah, I – so you're going to go with the Lions? I'm going to go with the Lions. And they're four-point favorites. Are you taking the points? I mean, kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take them. Yeah. I'm actually going to take the football team on this one. Okay. Here's why. I just don't think the Lions are consistent. <laughs> yeah, they're not. And I think that if Alex Smith can do some stuff with those weapons, scary Terry McLaurin. Yeah. McLaurin's good. I mean – there's not much else to talk about weapons-wise, but J.D. McKissick, a couple dump-off throws to the running back, mm. and I think that D-line might give, uh, might not let Stafford have time to set. They're having a little bit of Marvin Jones isn't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just, 
Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a very good reason why. I've just got a feeling that the football team wins this one. And I'll go off your inconsistency comment yeah. and say they lost last week, so most likely they'll win this week. Who, the Lions? Yeah. Yeah. See, now that's a good point. I don't know. I've just got a feeling. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm uh, believing in the football team's D-line too much, yeah. or maybe you're not believing in, the, in them enough, but I think that's the – that's the question. That's the difference maker is yeah. that D-line. So let's move on to the Texans-Browns. Now, if I told you preseason that Texans-Browns was going to be a two-win team versus a five-win team, which way would you have put it? Oh, not the way it is right now. Yeah, I would have had the Browns with two wins. Yeah, but the Browns are sitting here at five and three, and the Texans are at two and six. The Texans, like we predicted, got all their wins by playing the Jaguars. Yeah. That's all they did was they beat the Jaguars twice. Um, the Texans need to figure out a way to win another game against another team mm-hmm. at some point. We know they're not getting a quarterback, but I mean, I guess they've got plenty of needs. I mean, they're going to need a number one wide receiver or at least a number two to go with Will Fuller. Right. I don't know if this year is going to be as good as last year. The Texans and the Packers, two teams that I cannot believe did not take a shot at that wide receiver class last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they wasted the draft. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is even doing stuff. Yeah. He's, he's, he was a sun devil. Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards is starting an NFL factory out there in Arizona State. He is. He's doing good things. So let's go with, um, I mean, the Browns are favored. I I have a feeling the Texans are going to win. I can't, see, I can't fight that feeling either. I feel like the Texans are going to win, but I feel like we're just looking at the Browns the way we always have. Yeah. Do we but know, that might be fair. Do we know anything about the weather? No, not yet at least. But, I mean, okay. it's going to be in Cleveland, so there's yeah. a chance the weather's bad. If the weather's bad, that – I mean – If the weather's br- if the weather's bad, Brown's all the way. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, if the weather is good, I could see the Texans maybe bouncing back. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make a bet on this game, I would definitely look into the Browns' cornerback health, see how the corners are doing, if their corners are beat up. Or haven't been playing well, I would go with the Texans personally for you guys making your bets for our show. I'm going to keep taking underdogs and I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to take Texans too. So we're going to take the points in the Texans. The Browns favored by three and a half. So even if the Browns win, let's hope they win by one or two. Exactly. Then we're right. Boom. <laughs> uh, Jaguars Packers. I think this is an easy one. Do we need to talk about this? I don't think so. The Packers, Packers. are favored by 14. Yeah, I think they'll cover. Yeah, I am feel good about that. Yeah. So, okay. Eagles-Giants. <laughs> now, this is going to be an interesting one because yeah. this division, this division plays each itself. Like, each team in this division plays the other Very like tough. they don't know their own records. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they aren't aware that they're going nowhere. Exactly. Um, hey, winning their division games is the only way they make the playoffs. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's true. You just have to have that division win. Six wins and an edge in the division, and you're in, baby. Exactly. Um, well, like we talked about, the Giants got the win against the football team. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for any team in New York City yeah. to have that many <laughs> wins. It's scary. But the Eagles, man, I feel like the Eagles are the better team. They're three-point favorites. It's in New Jersey. It was a close game the first time. I yeah. mean, it was, what, one-point game? Now, we do have to point out that the Giants have more of their wide receivers back, but so do the Eagles. Mm-hmm. It looks like Jalen Rager and possibly, 
Possibly. I don't have any info on this. Nothing outside of my fantasy bench. Yeah. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey is questionable. Okay. He's been questionable every week, though they have a game. But if they get Alshon Jeffrey back. That's big. Yeah. And then the Giants have, I mean, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate was, well, oh, we got to talk about Golden Tate from last week. So, uh, and you probably, if you follow us on Twitter, follow 10-Minute Warning Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. We put this out on social media over the weekend. You want to get all the latest dirt right before you set your lineups. Golden Tate, healthy scratch. Yeah. So we figured out, we were talking about this last week, how Joe Judge was going to handle the kind of disciplinary issue with Golden Tate and then like saying, like, give me the ball more, you're ruining my... His wife came out and said, ruining my career, or his yeah. girlfriend, whichever it is. Yeah. I don't want to put a label on their relationship. But um, that's just so interesting that, like, uh, I Joe Judge did what we thought he would. Mm-hmm. It's the most hope I've had for the Giants franchise all year is the fact that he's going to say, like, this is a team sport. We're mm-hmm. here to win team games. And we're if you're – Yeah, we're not putting up with that. Yeah. That's the culture you need to build in New York because you're going to get a bunch of kids with a bunch of money. You, when you draft them, they're going to be in New York City. There's going to be so many bad decisions they can make. You need to instill that kind of football locker room mentality hardcore mm-hmm. to keep them in line. Now, are we sure that this was a Joe Judge decision? Or, Ooh, could it have been a Gettleman? No, or could it have been a Golden Tate? Like, he's pissed off. He just sat. Now, that does change the narrative a little bit, but it also makes Joe Judge's decision, or lack thereof, it still is the right call to not have him there. Yeah. Even if he took himself out of the situation, I think it boded well for the team. I mean, they won. Exactly. Toxic player doesn't go, win. Mm-hmm. Guy that's demanding more touches and everything like that. He went to the game before that, no win. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, back to picking the game. Eagles, I don't know. I, I, I'm taking Eagles. Okay. I don't think the Giants are consistent enough to win back-to-back without Saquon That's Barkley. my one problem, mm-hmm. is I don't think they're consistent enough. And the Eagles are coming off a bye. So yeah. they've had two weeks for this okay. game. And they love beating the Giants. Yeah, well, everyone does. I mean, look, two and seven. Yeah. People are having a great time. So, I'm picking the Eagles. So, we're both on the Eagles. Yeah. Another trivia question. Ready? Ready. This quarterback is now 4-0 against Washington in his career. And has lost 1-16 against everybody else. He's 4-0 against Washington. Against Washington. And 1-16 against everybody else. Is it Daniel Jones? <laughs> we just talked about it. I know. <laughs> I wanted to move the question to make it a little bit trickier, but also, uh, I didn't think there was any way you were going to get that wrong. Yeah. But I thought it was important for our audience to hear it. Okay. <laughs> the Daniel Jones important only... facts brought to you by Ian. And I wanted you. To, I wanted to see if you were going to pick the Giants before I pointed out yeah. that he only beats Washington. Yeah. <laughs> What do you have? Three and zero now? Are you three and zero? Three and zero. Oh man, with the extra credit on that first one. Yeah, I'm like six and zero right now, or five and zero. Harrison's hot, 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 hot. Buccaneers, Panthers, holy division games, Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buccaneers bounce back. This is this is a very different situation than it would have been a week ago. Right. The Buccaneers are coming off an embarrassing loss to a team that's going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
That's what the Panthers were supposed to do. They were supposed to be coming off an embarrassing loss to the Chiefs, but instead they played them tough and almost won. Yeah, yeah. Go Panthers. So the Bucks, the Saints clearly have the Bucks number, um, but do the Panthers? Yeah, I don't think so. You think, think they bounce back? I think they bounce back. I think it's going to be hard to put Tom Brady, shut him down like that again two weeks in a row. But I will say the Bucks have not looked as good the last few games. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they played the Giants close. They got blown out by the Saints. So I, I'm i going to avoid betting on this game. Yeah, I would avoid this. I mean, the over-under is 50 and a half. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, who won this the first time they played it? The Bucks. Or I don't know if they played it. Yeah, they no, did. they played once. It was it was late September, thirty-one to seventeen. The Bucks pretty yeah. handily. Yeah, I I could see the Panthers winning this game. I could too, or at least covering because it's a six-point spread right now. Not sure, but I also think the Bucks bounce back. I don't think they're that bad. Yeah. I just think the Saints – I think Sean Payton knows how to beat the Bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. He's got some secret formula. He, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore has a secret formula for Mike Evans. Did yeah. you see what he did? Yeah, like two catches every single time he's played them the last, like, four times. An NFL reporter – I don't remember the network, sorry um, – tweeted out the last four or five meetings with Mike – or, like, the last two meetings with Mike Evans. Yeah. They meet twice a year with Mar- Marshawn Lattimore – about how he basically catches no catches at all mm. or catches like one or two balls. Yeah, I think it was like two a game. <laughs> Marshall Lattimore retweeted it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He said lockdown. He said better luck next year. Yeah, better luck next year. <laughs> <laughs> so he's having fun with it. I mean, anytime he catches flack, they're like, please let me play Mike Evans again. Right. So are we both on the Bucks? Both on the Bucks. All right. Next. Coming up is a game that I'll take seriously. I want to take this game more seriously than any of the Broncos players, maybe. Okay. Broncos Raiders. I hate the Raiders. I know you do. But I have to pick them. I think they're what? hot. What? They're hot right now. What? They're hot right now. Explain I, yourself. I mean, Derek Carr is having a great season. It's okay. Eh. Trust me, Nelson he's Aguilar is a completely new receiver. Only 13 fantasy points. Derek Carr's not helping me a lot. Well, you know what's funny? Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. I have all three on one team. Each player scored 13 points last week. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> so that was weird. Yeah. I was like, th- thank, thank you? I mean, like for the tight end, good. For mm-hmm. the other two, I wish you'd done better. Yeah. I just... I don't know. The Falcons kind of ripped apart the Broncos in the beginning of the game. Yeah. I just think the Raiders are a better team than the Falcons. I think that's – okay, that's interesting. Um, this is like – this is what I want to point out about the Falcons game and the Broncos game. So the Broncos lost a third corner, Devontae Bosby, to the Cardinals. He went over to the Cardinals because he was one of these guys that anytime they had an injured corner, they would bring him up from the practice squad or put him back down. Mm-hmm. He thought if he went to the Cardinals, he'd have a chance to actually just stay on the team. Okay? I really hope the Cardinals cut him this morning, Tuesday morning. I really hope that he changes his mind and comes back to Denver. <laughs> personally. Yeah. Personally. So, because what happened against the Falcons was they had like one out of their top three corners. Yeah. Um, they had two of their top three corners out. Bosby wasn't there, and it was obvious that stopping Julio Jones 
wasn't going to be easy without any of your starting corners. Mm-hmm. And that said, the Broncos, with no corners, you know, like, well, no starting corners, almost won. They were yeah. like two plays away from tying that game and going to overtime, yeah. winning that game. So that close on the Falcons, I think that you're right. The Broncos have struggled early, but I think with the Raiders, it's going to be in Vegas. They don't really have a home field advantage in Vegas yet. People barely know how to get. I mean, well, that's true, but like fans have never been able to attend this stadium. Yeah. So there's not even going to be people like in the outskirts of it. It's like they're just going to be somewhere where the temperature is nice. Everywhere. It's Vegas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Five-point favorites for the Raiders. I think that reflects – That's a big point difference. That's too big, I think. This yeah. These teams play close, and uh, if you want to play a drinking game, for, forget betting on the Broncos-Raiders game. If you want to play a fun game with that game, every time there's a flag, take a shot or take a drink. Okay. I, I, you know, that's the teams always get chippy, and there's just going to be flags on flags on flags. Okay. I'm and not going to play that game. It's going to get – it's going to get boring. I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. I figured you would. Uh, I mean, they're three and five. They almost were four and four. They were this close. One touchdown away. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders have squeaked out a couple. I think they're running thin on luck. Okay. Just my thought process. Um, hopefully Derek Carr spends the entire game on his back. This player has had a pass and rushing touchdown in seven of his first eight games this season. A pass and a rushing touchdown. Yes. That's one away from tying the most such games in a season in NFL history. Uh, is it Lamar Jackson? <sighs> nope. No Lamar Jackson. All right. Uh, I don't know. Just for the ceremony of it. Kyler Murray. Oh, okay. Kyler Murray was the Kyler right Murray. answer. Yeah. Kyler Murray is having such a great season. He's one away from tying the most such games in a season in NFL history for a pass and a rushing touchdown. And that brings us to our Bills-Cardinals game. And let's start with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's their best runner. Yes. Um, Kenyon Drake's not there. Right. Right now. He's on the team. Don't get, We're not breaking news. He didn't get cut. But what I'm saying is that Kenyon Drake is hurt, and Chase Edmonds, like we talked about at the top of the show, he can't do it on his own. He's a complimentary back. He's a little guy. Mm-hmm. He's not very big. I mean, I'm not going to go all the way to call him Darren Sproles, but he's close. He's a good third down back. He's a third down back. He's a guy that you want to have out on a route right. as your fourth option, Kenyon Drake down the middle. So it doesn't look like it's working with him between the tackles. Kyler Murray's the best runner. Then you go over to the Bills where they're coming to play in Arizona against a team who is, frankly, I mean, not able to move the ball that well on the ground. Kyler Murray has to do it with his arms. And they just beat the Seahawks, which is a big powerhouse team in the NFC. Cardinals beat the Seahawks too, though. Yeah, that's true. So both teams beat the Seahawks. Yeah. But the Cardinals it work took, harder to beat the Seahawks yeah, than the Bills. Yeah, it took overtime. Yeah, and, and the Cardinals are, you know... Division game, they're going to want to beat the Seahawks every single year. Like their coaches are going to spend months working on the Seahawks all the time. Right. The Bills probably spent a week or whatever time that every team on their schedule gets. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to discount it. I'm just saying that 
I'm still going to go with the Cardinals. You're going Cardinals? Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm just going to think that they ride the magic okay. and they can stop the pass a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, they got a good defense. Um, okay, so we're split on that one. Now we're going to the Chargers-Dolphins. I don't know how you don't pick I mean, pick the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I'm not picking the Chargers. The Chargers just find ways to lose games. They find ways to lose games, and right now the Dolphins are winning everything. Old Ever t- since Tua. Yeah. Old two-win Tua. Two-win Tua. That's what they call him until yep. he wins again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? This is, this smells like a game where the Chargers win. Really? I I could see it, but I still think the Dolphins might. I thought the Chargers defense. would win last week because historically <laughs> losing so many games yeah. by by so many points was had never happened. But this week, it just feels like the Dolphins are one of those teams that is not used to winning, might look past the Chargers on their schedule. But they have the Broncos coming up, and like you know, I'm a Broncos fan. I mean, hell, I'm wearing a jersey right now. But uh, they're not looking past the Chargers for the Broncos. Like right. you're looking at those teams the same. Yeah, they want to beat the Dolphins just as much, maybe a little less. But the Dolphins have a good defense. Justin yeah. Herbert's a rookie who, and the Dolphins have been scoring on defense. And right, that's, I think sets them apart. They can get some turnovers from this young quarterback, Justin Herbert. Yeah, it just it feels like the Dolphins are going to win this game. Now, it is a sneaky spread. It opened up at one and a half for the Dolphins. It's only gone up to two and a half. Okay. For the Dolphins being a five-win team and the Chargers being a two-win team, I'd expect a little bit more of a gap there. Maybe Vegas is looking at something we aren't with this matchup. But this would be an interesting game to throw in a parlay somewhere. If you were making a parlay bet and you were just doing a threefer, I mean, you throw in this with two other things that you think might happen, you could maybe make some money. Yeah. I wouldn't make a single bet on this game, though. I don't know. I'm going to take the Dolphins, too. Yeah. Um, just because I've seen the Chargers implode too many times this season. It's just become a common occurrence. And the Dolphins just, they're having fun. Brian Flores. I mean, come yeah. on. That's a fun team to watch. Oh, yeah. It's first time you can say about that about the Dolphins since yeah. Dan Marino was there. Or the Wildcat, as we've already brought up. Let's go on to the Bengals-Steelers. This game may not happen. <laughs> Because of blank yeah. 19. Yeah. It's not looking good. <laughs> it's not looking good. But, I mean, I don't know. It's The game's not really in jeopardy at the game. He's going to have to pull a little Matthew Stafford and make sure he tests negative all week. And then it looks like he'll be available on Sunday. Yeah, they said if he can make it till Saturday, he'll be good to go for Sunday's okay. game. And he's one of those guys that, from the reports I saw, Big Ben's been taking it very seriously. Mm. His distancing and everything. So... He never looked like a guy that got a beer with the rest of the team after work anyway, you know? Yeah. He always looked like a guy that probably kept his distance ever since the motorcycle. Well, yeah, and ever since he's always getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> sexual assault allegations also. I was As soon as the sexual assault allegations, like mm, eating I'm, dinner alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going out to bars anymore. So that brings us – well, let's make our pick first. Seven and a half favorites for the undefeated Steelers. They got to lose a game at some point, right? This is the first time the Steelers have made it to eight. No, they almost lost to the Cowboys last week. Harrison, the Bengals have had two weeks to prepare for this game. I still have the Steelers. I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. Now it's a seven and a half point game. I think the Steelers might still win, but if they let the Cowboys led by Garrett Gilbert, get that close to winning. I'm going to give Joe Burrow, the hot, hot, hot Bengals, yeah. a chance to at least cover seven and a half. 
I agree with you on that. I think the Bengals can cover. I think the Steelers will win. So we're both taking the Bengals because of the 7.5-point spread. This opened at a 10.5-point spread. It's dropped three points already. So if you're going to bet on this game and you want that spread, you better do it soon. You better bet on this Bengals soon because that spread's going to move and it's going to be a lot closer by Sunday. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to our last trivia question. Making sure Harrison doesn't read any of my notes. Yeah. Got to keep it honest. Okay. What are you doing? I'm just looking at what we're going to be talking about. You're reading my notes, you son of a bitch. What notes? Um, <sighs> can you tell me which team allowed 44 points to be scored on them over the weekend? That's the most... For this team since 2009. This is an easy one. It's the Seahawks. Yep. Let me rephrase that. It was the most points that Pete Carroll as a head coach had allowed since 2009. And he just got a contract extension. The day. That's what I was going to say. It's so funny that the day Pete Carroll got that contract extension, he allowed more points than he ever had as a Seahawks head coach. I'm not thinking it's a new era, what he's going to start doing, but it's still embarrassing. It's it's one of those things that's going to happen. Yeah. Pete Carroll's got like 106 to 61 and one record. He's doing pretty good for himself. Over like 10 years. Can you believe Pete Carroll's been there 10 years? It feels like yesterday that he left USC, but yeah, 10 years flown by. It's like one of those things with uh, coaches. When they get hired, certain ones just have that feeling like they're not going anywhere. Yeah. He's never had that feeling. No, he did to me. Really? As soon as Pete Carroll got hired. Oh, I thought you meant like leaving the team. Right. No, yeah, exactly. No, so I mean, he he was not going to leave the team. Okay. Like as soon as he went to the Seahawks, I thought, okay, the jump from USC, he's leaving college, he's going here, and then he got Russell Wilson. And yeah. I was like, he ain't going nowhere. No. That's it. Andy Reid, even before he got Mahomes, I thought, okay, he's at least here five years. Yeah. He'll be there longer now. So a couple coaches like that. Seahawks and Rams, another divisional game, divisional weekend, apparently. Who do you think is going to win? The five-win Rams are two-point favorites over the six-win Seahawks, probably because they allowed 44 points. Yeah. This is a tough one to pick, I think, at least. It I is. have a lot of high expectations out of the Rams. But. You know who the Rams couldn't beat? The Seahawks. And two in the Dolphins. Yeah. I'm going to take the Seahawks just because of their offense. It has nothing to do with their defense. I don't think their defense can stop anyone, but that offense. I think Jalen Ramsey can only shut down one option. Yeah. I don't think he can shut down DK Metcalf. But are the Rams coming off a bye? Or was that Dolphins game last week? That no, the Rams actually, The Rams were two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, when they played the Dolphins. So the Rams have had time to prepare for the game. It's at home. And they still have, against a bad defense, they're going to have Cooper Cup. They're going to have Robert Woods. They're going to have that Higby tight end. I mean, Rams can make a run in their division. I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going to pick the Seahawks for a two-game slide. Okay. (laughs) 
Next up, we have the 49ers and the Saints. The Saints are nine and a half point favorites after Drew Brees put on a clinic of playing quarterback at an old age and let really let old man Brady have it last week. Yeah, the 49ers season is basically over with all their injuries. Yet they're four and five. I know. <laughs> they're still in it. But they, the, Kyle Shanahan. He's a great coach. Just uh, He deserves everything. Yeah. Wish he was on the Broncos. Yep. Uh, but I'm taking the Saints in this one. And what's the spread again? Nine and a half points right now for the Saints. As as we are taping this Tuesday evening. That might be an exaggeration just because of what they just did against the Buccaneers. It did open at six and a half. So it moved up three. It moved up. Yeah. So they jumped it because of the game. Yeah. Um, they want to get some money on the 49ers. No one's betting on the 49ers. So I'm still going to take the Saints with nine and a half. Really? Yeah. Mm, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's both take the Saints and move on. Let's not overthink it. Okay. Ravens Patriots. This is currently listed as a Sunday night game. That's a real bummer. Yeah, big bummer. This is a big highlight of the season before. Um, before. <laughs> before it actually happened. Before we saw the Patriots play football. Yeah. And... Yeah, now the Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. Um, Vikings, Bears, Monday night. Monday night football. We see you Monday night football two weeks in a row. Games that have come down to the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, down to the last seconds. Some of these most exciting Monday night games. The biggest winner in 2020 with these games has been Monday night football. Mm-hmm. They've been getting some good stuff. And it's always the matchups that look bad, but they keep ironing out better. So, Vikings-Bears, in-division game, two-and-a-half-point favorite Vikings. Um, I mean, who do you have here? I don't know. So, to me, the Vikings seem a little one-dimensional. I mean, they do have good receivers, but they're young still. Dalvin Cook is carrying the whole team. He's carrying the whole team. The Bears, to me, have a great defense led by Khalil Mack. Yeah. And I think they can take away that run game enough. It's interesting because Dalvin Cook just came back in. It's such a good week. Yeah. Um, and we've but been it was talking the lines who but, don't have a defense. That's true. We've been talking about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen all year as these this great combo. Yeah. I don't know. Have they already played already, or is this their first matchup? It looks like this is the first time matchup. they're playing. Yeah. So we haven't seen these two teams play each other yet. I'm, and they're only two wins apart. This is a tough one. I'm staying away from this personally. If you were betting money, yeah, I would maybe take the under. What's the over? Forty four and a half. Oh yeah, I think this will be a so like maybe a seventeen to twenty game. It's probably going to be cold. It's going to be at nighttime, windy. It's not going to be good football conditions. I'll take the Vikings. Okay. Just because you took the Bears, and I don't know who to take. Yeah. So really, just process of elimination. Nobody put any uh, mortgages on the line because I picked the Vikings. It's just a feeling. But Vikings. So. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And we're out. Thanks for watching 10-Minute Warning. If you liked what you saw, uh, give us a subscribe. Yep, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook Watch. We're on Stitcher. Make sure to go follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're going to be taking questions from social media every week, and we'll get those out. We appreciate you watching. Now smash that subscribe button. It's over there.
Is it over there? I think it's, is it up here? No, it's definitely one of the bottom ones. I don't know. I'm, well, which way it's am somewhere. I facing? I'm facing it's, one of the... It's somewhere, it's somewhere, Ian. One of these. 